I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guest today was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's in January of this year after a 12-month journey to receive his diagnosis. He'll be hiking to Mount Everest Base Camp in January 2024 as a way to raise funds and awareness for Parkinson's. So to tell us more about that, please welcome Sean Atkinson. Hi, Amy. How are you going? I'm very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Okay, very excited to have you on here and we'll obviously get to the big hike that you're doing next year, which sounds very thrilling. But let's go back a step first and even before uh, Parkinson's ended your life, tell us about what what is life outside of that? What are you doing for work and for fun? Yeah, it's uh, so it's funny when you think eight months ago when my, my, everything sort of changed in my life, I suppose. Before that, I was you know fit, healthy, uh, active, sport-centric person. Uh, I work in sport, in local sport. Um, so it's very, generally been my driving point in my life for 30 years and uh, yeah from when I was a kid going and watching the Geelong Cats at five years old so the yeah, sport's been my life and um, I can't play it very well but I certainly I can administer it not too, not too bad so yeah so that's sort of my life it is has been you know around that and then uh, I've got a young family so I've got a seven-year-old daughter Audrey and a three-year-old son Jude and, and my wife Rebecca so they having a young family they take up a lot of your time and, and a lot of your life and which is which is always a great thing so um yeah, that's yeah. I'm born and bred Geelong. Yeah, I lived up, lived here for my entire life, and uh, it's it's a great place to be in the world. And um, yeah, so that's sort of me in a small nutshell post post my Parkinson's diagnosis, I suppose. So you mentioned in that that eight months ago things did change, but I'm guessing prior to that eight months things were changing, and that's what um, sort of got you searching for that diagnosis. So what were those initial health symptoms that you noticed in your body? Yeah, it's really interesting. So about 18 months ago, or maybe 20 months ago, I, I I was doing some beach weights as most males do, just to make sure we're we're looking right when we go to the beach. And I just heard myself doing a whether it was a vertical row or a bench press or, or something along those lines. And I just thought that was I had a sore shoulder for about a good four months, and I I, I didn't really do much about it. My daughter sleeps like at that age, she was five or six and would come in every night and sleep on my shoulder. And she's a cuddler, which is, which is great. So, but not when you've got a sore shoulder and she lays on it. So I, I just assumed that I had a sore shoulder. And then I sort of gradually noticed over the time that I started getting a bit of a tremor in my hand. And I, again, I just thought it was my shoulder related, a weakness in my, in my shoulder. So I went and saw a, a, a sports scientist, a sports doctor, sorry, and uh, and I had an MRI or a physio. So I did all of that sort of stuff. And I had an injection in my ro- rotator cuff. There was a small little uh, tear in there, which again, just assumed it was because of that. And the weakness would sort of get better. Um, I then sort of, 
it did, wasn't getting better and the tremor was getting a little bit worse. So I said to my wife, I'm like, oh, I've got this sort of issue. And people were noticing that I was carrying my arm and carrying my shoulder a little bit. And again, just relating back to the the, the, this, the injury that I thought it was. And I ended up seeing a, an orthopedic surgeon um, who then sort of mentioned to me that I sort of said my symptoms and like I said, they've got this little tremor in my hand. It's, you know, it just shakes every now and then. And he sort of didn't like that it was, he didn't think that that was related to my shoulder. So I, so he sort of directed me to a neurologist and um, that took a little bit of time and I saw a neurologist and the first neurologist I saw, he sort of didn't say anything to me. He was like, oh, I don't know what it is. I think it must be your shoulder. It makes sense, you know, right side, right arm, right shoulder. And then he referred me to his boss who uh, we're sitting at Epworth in Geelong, and if you know Epworth Geelong, it's got a beautiful view over the over Deakin University, and um, the Geelong Cats train out there. And I was just watching the Cats training, and having a lovely conversation with a neurologist who uh, who then mentioned to me, you know, he got a healthy brain. So when when he says that to you, you're thinking, oh, this is this is great. I'm I'm out of here in a minute. Everything's going rosy. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm sure we'll work it out. Uh, and then he turns to me and says, uh, you've got early onset Parkinson's, I believe. And I said, like, it, was, it was just a shock. You just don't expect that. I was like, what? Like, I've got a healthy brain. <laughs> what do you mean? And uh, when he, he explained that science and technology, uh, science and technology haven't got to where theory is. So the theory can diagnose you with Parkinson's before technology can't get in that close to see the brain cells yet, obviously. So so that was a bit of a shock. And I when I wasn't. The funniest, not the funniest thing, but the thing about this appointment is I wasn't actually going to go because I'm like, they're just going to tell me the same thing that I already knew and that it's my shoulder and 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 my wife didn't even come along to this appointment with me. And it was, yeah, when when he told me, it was, it was a bit of a shock and I certainly wasn't expecting it. And even, you know, the last neurologist sort of said, oh, I think I've ruled out Parkinson's disease, which, you know, that's obviously the biggest concern, that or a brain tumour or something like that when you're having MRIs on your, on your brain and, and you're seeing neurologists, it, it, you know that something sort of must be wrong, but but um, it was sort of relieving until yeah you got that diagnosis. So obviously, you, you like you were saying, it was very much injury focused and thinking along those lines. So to go to the other end of the spectrum and have this diagnosis that was so left of center from where you were thinking, what was that like in the aftermath of finding out and dealing with that knowledge? Yeah, it was certainly a bit of a shock, and I, I didn't know much about Parkinson's and. Uh, I, I still, I still, I'm still learning as I suppose we all are. And it was a, certainly a shock. And, and my, I suppose my initial thoughts are, is it hereditary? Like, where has this come from? What, you know, what, why have I, why is it me? Like what, what's happened? What, where, where has this come along in the line that I've got Parkinson's disease and, you know, speaking to some of my family members and my, they, there's like, there might be an, a great auntie or a great uncle somewhere down the line, but nothing sort of in my initial genetics or uh, my initial family tree. So uh, it was a bit of a shock, but then your initial thoughts go, but what about my kids? Am, am I going to pass this on to my, my two children? And that's mortifying as a parent. Like, you you know, it's hard enough to have to eventually tell your kids that you've got a, an ongoing disease and, and that things won't get great uh, later in life. But for them to incur that as well, that, that, was, that was probably my scariest point. And my initial thoughts is more for them and not for myself. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be fine and I'll work through it, but... Um, yeah, when, you, when you've got kids, they sort of take priority around, around your thinking and your mindset. Absolutely. And so what did you sort of discover when you started to investigate that sort of hereditary side of it and thinking about your kids, obviously, to try and alleviate some of our fears, we try to get knowledge and understanding. So uh, where are you at with that? What have you found out? 
Well, I tried not to doctor Google because um, <laughs> I don't think that's a great way to find out no. what's going on. And, um, although there's some great websites, there's some sh- shocking diagnoses that you can find for yourself. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I've met, met with multiple neurologists even as as, as early as yesterday um, around some my, my symptoms, but also they're talking about family genes and stuff like that. And, they, and you know, there's not it may not fall with my kids. It's probably unlikely unless there's you know two um, two genes that are sort of the same. So that that was sort of relieving. But we'll have some genetic testing and stuff like that done at some point. But I, I've learned a lot. I went to a um, fight Parkinson's uh, symposium which is quite confronting a, a 36 year old going to that when the people in the room are generally 15 or 20 years older than you and you're you're sitting there and the youngest person and you're hearing all this theory and it was yeah it was it was a, it was a tough day emotionally and and probably yeah it just it took a lot out of out of my brain, brain capacity on the day of what you can hear and what you learn but what it was it was actually great to hear where things are going and what opportunities there are and and to ground get some grounding around what what Parkinson's actually is and and what where things are going and um and and how how some some radical things might work in the future and and I suppose other things like NDIS and all these other things that personalize your certain symptoms were were exposed on that day which was it was really helpful and um it gave me a better understanding of what what I'm in for a little bit but I think as we all know um, we don't know what we're in for because it's all so different and no one's got, no one can have, no one's really got the same symptoms or way that this, this disease hurts us or what they do to each individually is so separate. So I suppose that's where it's, um, it's, it's still unknown, but at least you've got a little bit of an understanding of where, where your life's heading anyway. So speaking of uh, symptoms, post getting this diagnosis what are your day-to-day symptoms um what's your treatment how is all of that going yeah so mine's all right side so it's my right hand my right shoulder and my right foot so there if i don't have i don't have tremors anymore the um the the levodopa helps with that um but certainly uh, i have yeah i have when i I have awareness in my foot and my you know whether it's a, a little just a bit of aching or every now and then there might be just a little uh, movement, which my wife sort of noticed, but my symptoms are yeah, generally right side. And uh, I have got st- uh, stiffness through my hips and my back, um, which working with a neurophysio uh, has sort of helped with some strategies and, and things like that to, to work through that sort of stuff. But yeah, certainly that's my symptoms are generally, yeah, right side. And yeah, which, and they're, and they're not there, you know, I'm on it being a male, being a middle-aged male, I'm on a bit of a heavier dose than say some or medium dose, I suppose, probably. So pills four times a day or four, yeah, four different times a day. And, and that's, um, you know, it can be challenging um, having to find medication when you're in the middle of a business meeting or or you're just doing something and your phone alarm goes off and you you find your website, you don't have your website pack or anything like that. And that's probably the, the challenges that I've got. But um, I, like, I think where I am at the moment and my symptoms comparative to others that you see and you hear and um, I'm okay uh, and at the moment, but knowing that, you know, I'll say 10 years because I'm, I'm quite optimistic and I've taken a pretty glass half full approach to this is in 10 years time, my symptoms might be a bit worse, but in 10 years time, there might be some really cool medications and some treatment methods that uh, may make life so much easier for, for all of us with this disease. Yeah, there certainly is so much progress happening. So it's it's good to have that optimistic view of we don't know what the future holds, good or bad. So might as well look to the positive side of it and be optimistic that these trials that you shake it up is fundraising for 
will have made some headway by the time that becomes more of a, a an issue for you. That's spot on, and I, like I've taken a full approach of being positive and and not having my own little pity party, and and as much as you, you can, and you and you certainly should. Like anyone diagnosed with a shocking disease should should take their time and and you know and get emotionally attached to it because it, it's, you're stuck with it, but. Uh, and I, I, I certainly haven't broken uh, yet. I, I know that I will at some point emotionally. I'll have a time where it'll hit me a little bit more than than other times. But I've taken a pretty positive approach, you know, with you know, where I'm going in in January, but also with my with my life and and the way that I talk, tell my story around having Parkinson's and, and what Parkinson's can do in my life. But there's so many people that are worse off uh, than we are, and. Uh, than I am in particular and you know I've got friends that are you know terminally ill and with young children and and you know which my life's gonna suck and and when I get to a bit older but but right now there's other people with certainly bigger issues than me and, and I look at them and I would prefer to you know be take a positive approach to my life but then you know and care for others that are, that are more ill than I am and I think if I do do it that way I think I'll be you know it'd be better for me having a positive mindset towards life. Yeah, it's definitely a balance, isn't it? Because your perspective is everything. It's how you experience the world. And so looking at things through that positive lens is great. But like you said, acknowledging that there is a grief to this, there is a necessity for acceptance and things like that. And that isn't linear either. There is obviously associated with diagnosis, but I know as things maybe progress, like I've seen it in my dad that it wasn't necessarily his diagnosis that was his toughest part. It, you know, as symptoms change, he's had to grieve certain things too. So it's a bit of an up and down thing of being like, I think it's totally fine to have days where you feel like, yeah, this does suck. And I wish that this didn't happen and Parkinson's didn't exist. But then, you know, you put your big girl pants back on and get back out there and try and see things the best way you can. Yeah, I think you have to. And yeah, again, emotionally, it does. Ta- it will take a toll on people and it certainly will take a toll on me at some point. But I think if taking a positive outlook, it can only, you know, positive mindset, all that sort of theory that you that you research and you hear about and can only benefit your life and um, and the mental health stuff, as long as you can deal with your own mental health and your own mental health well-being and, and have strategies to deal with that and have people to talk to, then, then I think, and, and I've got that, I'm really lucky, I've got an understanding wife, I've got my mother and my father and my, you know, my, my parent-in-laws are, are great supporters of me and, um, and family friends. And I've got, you know, three really, really close mates that I can talk to about anything. So I think I'm really lucky in my situation that if I ever want to break down, have a cry or anything like that, then I've got support networks around me that I can go to and, and plenty of them. Oh, I'm glad to hear that because community is everything, isn't it? It just doesn't mean it changes the circumstances, but it means you've got someone by your side while you're going through it. Yes, yeah, it is, and I think not everyone's got that, unfortunately, and 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 I'm just and I'm lucky that I'm you know that I can rely on a lot of people that are, that are around me um, to do that. So, other um, interventions you mentioned, obviously, that there's some medication that you're taking. Have you got involved in any group classes or um, physical work, psychology? What are some of those like allied health services that you might might be involved in? So I see a physio quite regularly, um, particularly my hip and my back, um, just working on strategies from that, instilled an, ox, ox, an OT to uh, to help me with some things and an exercise physiologist as well. So that's my support. I haven't 
gone to groups and I, I'm I think my wife would push me towards them but I certainly don't that's not the way I think I need to go at the moment and um, I, I'm okay with the way that I am and, and, and what I'm currently doing um, allied health yeah th- those three things and I suppose from a fitness and, and exercise perspective I do yoga quite frequently um, I run I am starting to hike <laughs> I was starting to walk considering I've got to walk up uh, to base camp in, in January so um, the some of the learnings I've taken is that hard cardio is, is pretty important for making sure that you you know helps your mindset, but you know, but also to help your symptoms a little bit more, which isn't fun because I'm happy to do you know something really easy <laughs> like lift some weights or something like that. It would be so much more fun than having to to blow out in hard cardio and and blow up. But no, I think um those sorts of things are, are the way that my strategies have been doing it. So uh, that yeah, yoga, some running, some walking, and I've done 28 by Sam Wood for a long time now, which is a body weight exercise program, which is, yeah, I find quite beneficial and quite relaxing. Now, you've perfectly done my job for me by helping with a segue into the trek that is coming up next year. So thank you very much. Tell us about the hike to Mount Everest. Where did the idea come from and how can people get involved in terms of the fundraising? Yeah, so I'm glad I could help. So I think I was... I. When I got diagnosed, I wanted to do something being young to to sort of raise awareness, but also advise people that I am sick and that I've got Parkinson's disease. And uh, I think I was, you know, whether I was going to ride my bike to Queensland or, you know, run a half a marathon or do something where with that was exercise driven, knowing that that's so important to Parkinson's disease and and that to for your well being and, and stuff like that. So I. I, I was just talking to a mate uh, around, I think I said I was going to do something and he sent a message in into a group message, who wants to come to Everest? And I was, I was like, oh, that could be cool, but didn't think anything more of it and, you know, continued what I was doing. And then I went back to the message about three days later. I'm like, you know what, let's investigate this. So I, I've never hiked before. I'm not a hiker. Um, you know, I, I generally write middle-aged man in Lycra potentially on the weekends a little bit. So, you know, riding a push bike it was sort of my my thing. But I sort of thought, thought how cool would it be to go to base camp and push myself to some serious limits? And, and yeah, so it's sort of an adventure way over there. I had to sell it to my, my wife, who uh, is the CFO in, in my household. So as long as, as soon as she could, um, she, she ticked off that. And uh, I certainly... Um, yeah, went it went ahead with it and, and booked my my flights and booked my tour and um yeah, so it's fourteen day tour climbing to base camp. I'm not in a tent, which I think is good, but I don't think I get to shower for fourteen days. So come come day fourteen, I will be looking for a warm shower because I'm pretty sure it's cold water all the way up the mountain. So uh, and in the middle of January, uh, it is apparently or early January. Apparently, it is the coldest time to go to Everest. So which isn't the smartest thing. I have ever achieved or done, considering that cold weather heightens your symptoms with Parkinson's disease. So not only am I challenged with uh, going up the mountain and walking 15 kilometres a day and up up hills, but I'm also going to be challenged with my with my disease and and the the symptoms with that. So ultimately, it, it is a it's going to be pretty cool, but it's also going to be pretty tough. So I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Life's a challenge. Uh, I've been given a challenge to, uh, for the rest of my life. So, you know, you embrace it like that and, and move forward. And I'm saying, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun, but yeah, it's going to be hard. 
It sounds like it. And it's funny that almost the, the hiking part of it is secondary to all of those other challenges that present themselves like the weather. And I think we've had someone on before that was talking about the toilet situation. And there's just so much more than just simply hiking up a mountain. So it's a huge task that you're taking on. Yeah, I think the fitness stuff will look after itself. I, I'm naturally quite quite fit now and, um, you know, I can, you know, I run quite frequently and uh, exercise quite frequently. So I'm not concerned around that. Like, don't get me wrong, I've got, I've had knee operations, you know, from footy and cricket injuries back in the day. So no, there's not a huge amount of cartilage in my in my knee. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough and there'll be some days which are really challenging, but the fitness stuff doesn't worry me because I know that I can, that's a mental that's mentally to get yourself through. Um, the other stuff is obviously your your conditions and your physical uh, impediments, I suppose, and and how uh, how I push through those will be the big. I think are, are the biggest challenges. But no, it's going to be exciting. And and my mate who I'm going with is not a hiker either. He, he's never hiked before, and so we're 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 really we've gone from zero to a hundred pretty quickly. Well, it'll be nice that you're both going on that journey together. It'd almost be harder if one of you was a pro and one of you hadn't. So at least you both know that you've got this battle ahead that you shall forge as a team. Well, I think if 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 we were both pro, if he was a pro, he would be definitely carrying more of the baggage than I would be. And yeah, I think I would think I would I'd be able to lean on him a little bit more. But because we're both quite novice at this, and um, and it's going to be yeah, it's going to be quite challenging. But no, it's going to be fun. So if people want to help with the fundraising effort, because I believe there is a side of it that is raising money and awareness uh, as well, where can people go for that? Yeah, so I've started a fundraising page on on the Shake It Up website. Um, I sort of looked at when I was raising awareness and wanting to set a fundraising page up, I looked at the Shake It Up sort of model and I got in touch with the guys there and they sort of mentioned that the, the foundation is fully funded, staffing is fully staff wages are fully funded by a board member so all donations go directly to research which is what i want i didn't i didn't want my money that i'm raising go to um pay people's wages or an administration cost so um yeah i've raised over six grand in three weeks which is pretty cool i have one of my one of my mates or my 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 father's mates giving a thousand dollars off the bat i was i was sitting in the car going up to the football and I sort of just posted my little post and uh, on on social media and uh, there's three hundred dollars in about twenty minutes. Like, oh, that's cool! Like you know, you expect that initial sort of hit when you when you sort of do something like that. And then it went to thirteen hundred. I'm like, what, what's going on here? So uh, that was overwhelming a little bit. And then yeah, I, I set a target at three to start with, and I got that in three days. And then um, I went to see, I went to five, and I got that in seven days so then I, I pushed it up to 10 and yeah I'm at 6,180 I think it was when I checked it yesterday so which is phenomenal and yeah the, the reason I'm doing it is to raise funds to you know find it find a way to help cure or slow the slow the disease down and um and hopefully by me doing this it can uh can raise more money and, and assist in that and if I can have any part play any part in my life that can assist others whether it's hopefully assist me but if it doesn't assist me it assist others in the future and i think um it's a it's a great cause to get behind and you know watch watch two 36 year olds battle their way up everest and and suffer their way suffer way through it with the money going to a great cause i, I can't think of a better way to for someone to, to fundraise or to donate to and uh yeah you know always looking for people just to, to support and 
whether that's you know through the through the fundraising efforts or whether they you know want to you know support myself or anything like that happy to take any sort of uh, any ways that we can sort of corporate support or something like that so um yeah no it's um it's gonna be fun well, that is, first of all, incredible fundraising efforts so far. That's a phenomenal amount in such a short amount of time. And I'm sure you're going to smash through that $10,000 goal uh, before you go in Jan next year. So congratulations on what you've achieved so far and for your very like selfless attitude about it. I think having that vision of trying to help other people is is such an amazing mindset. So Thank you for the work you're doing. One last question before I let you go. Obviously, young onset Parkinson's disease is a, a specific facet of this Parkinson's community. For someone that has just been diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's, what advice would you say to them? Don't let it don't let it control your life to start with. If you're young and and you've got you've got things you want to do, don't let don't let it control it. Um, you've got to live your life and live your best life and. I think if you're, if that's your mindset around, you know, I'll live my best life. I'll do everything I can. And, and I have an understanding that the, the, the disease is there and it's, it's going to challenge you and it's going to do things and make your life a little bit harder, but don't let it stop you from doing things. Don't let it go stop you from going to a, going overseas or hiking a mountain or riding a bike or all these sort of things that you want to do in your life. Don't let it stop you. There'll be challenges and there'll be, you know, all the way through it. And, and I have no doubt that where I'm now uh, in, in five years time, my life's going to be harder, but at least in the next five years, I can do all the things that I want to do. I can, you know, and and enjoy that. Um, life is too short. You can't you can't let every the disease control you and 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 fulfill and not live it live a fulfilled life. I suppose that's probably the biggest thing. And um, you know, use your support networks. Use and if you don't have them, shake it up or fight Parkinson's or these other super organized or, or super organizations in Victoria. Uh, can certainly help with that. So uh, reach out to them and and yeah, but yeah, my, probably my my biggest thing is just to live your live your best life. Beautiful words, fantastic place to end this. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us, and good luck with the training over the next couple of months. We can't wait to hear how the trek goes. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.